Today's episode 117 of the Business of Making podcast, and today's a bit of a rant, a bit of a get it off our chest, well, really my chest episode about the uh, nightmare that has ensued this year with the changes to the UK and EU customs and import regulations. Those of us outside of those regions wanting to sell to those regions have discovered it's not so simple anymore. In this episode, I discuss that issue. If it's something that is facing you or that you're worried about or that's stressing you out, have a listen to it. Hopefully, we might get to get some clarity around the issue, even though some of the professionals don't even know what's happening. So (laughs) let's get into it, shall we? Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvis, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Business I'm Making podcast. My name is Jess and I'm here with my co-host Michaela. Hello. And Deborah. Hello. And I'm using full names for no reason at all. Uh, and today, <laughs> I like my full name. <laughs> you do or you don't? I do. I do. You do. I like mine too, but nobody ever uses it. Like my grandparents were the only people who called me Jessica. <laughs> all my yeah, I can't imagine calling you Jessica. You're definitely not Jessica in my head. That, that shocks me. I'm like, no, no, think, Jess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. You're definitely a Jess. Oh, I think cool. I've talked about this before, but I, yeah, I much prefer Michaela in like settings that are not my soccer team. Right, yeah. So when people call me Mick, like when they email us on the podcast, I'm like, from Michaela. (laughs) (laughs) We've heard it here, folks. Call her Michaela and she'll be I think I edited out um, like everything. (laughs) All our newsletter stuff, I went in and edited and put Michaela. (laughs) Oh, it was just like just a Mick, like a Yeah, yeah. Yep. I just have to be the trouble child. I think I call you Meek all the time. I'm going to have yeah, to that's fine. That. Because I know you personally and we know each other quite well. Oh, so, so there's a, there's a stage where we get to call you Meek. But I know Deb doesn't <laughs> yeah. like her full name, so. Deborah. No, I don't. Yeah, Deborah. I like mine. Mm. So you can do either with me, but yeah, whatever. Now we've all discussed that important topic, let's move on to today's second important <laughs> topic, which is something that's driving me personally insane and I'm sure many of you listening which is the new kind of international tax laws and tariffs and VAT laws and crap that's coming out of, well, all over the place. And I think actually Australia was the first to do this. So apologies to the world for that. Basically, it's this idea that countries that have sales tax are now charging that sales tax or import tax of some sort to other people, which is fine. In the old days, what used to happen is you would send a, a, a piece of, you know, something, whatever you, whatever you make, you would send it to, say, the UK or to Europe or whatever. And that the person at the other end, if their customs in their country required them to to pay some sort of tax on it, would just pay that uh, and then that's fine. Of course, we all know it wasn't particularly fine because people, you you know, who out there hasn't got an angry message from somebody going, I had to pay extra money to pick up my parcel because they didn't realise that that was the law in their country. But what's happening a lot of the time now is countries have started changing things so that you as the seller in another country actually have to collect that money for the country. Basically, you become a tax collector. I love your face. Sorry, when you're explaining this, you're so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. You have to basically become a tax collector for all these different countries. And frankly, for most of us, that is just not going to happen. And it's not practical. You know, it's it's a level of administration that a, a small business owner with one person running the business really can't handle. 
So we're going to talk a bit about that today, you know, what's happening, how we can kind of deal with that and get around it, not get around it by, you know, not doing the right thing, but, you know, figure out how, the easiest way to deal with it as a seller. But before we get into that, I just want to take a moment to give a shout out and thank you to everybody who has leave, uh, who has lived, who has left us a rating and a review, <laughs> especially on Apple uh, Podcasts. Can I just say, New Zealand, you're letting the team down. We don't have any ratings or reviews from you, so we're looking. We're looking no at pressure. you. No pressure. Just you know, just our them. our friend Are across the across the strait. There, come on, people, <laughs> represent. <laughs> so if you are a Kiwi listening, please leave us a rating or review. We'd really love to hear that you're actually listening to the show and enjoying it. Thank you to everybody else who has. And if you have a moment to spare, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a moment to leave a rating, five-star rating, of course. We don't want those one-stars. Anyway, why are you here if if it's a one-star? No, you'll just run away. Five-star review, preferably, and a rating of the show, uh, letting us know what you love about it because it really helps us understand what it is that you love about the show. So thank you to everyone who is about to do that. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. So I think I'm probably, there's a reason I'm hosting this one, and it's because I obviously have my own handmade business and I'm dealing with this issue at the moment. However, I'm not the only one who's aware of it. I know, Deb, you've had people in your membership and your your community who've Mm. been dealing with this as well. Yeah. I don't have, like, experience myself with it, but I've had to sort of look at what was going on because everyone's been talking about it (laughs) and dealing with this at the moment. And honestly, I'm still very, like, there's a lot of blurry areas for me, so I'm probably going to be asking a lot of questions, Jess, and go, so, but what about this? Because it's very unclear, and I feel like there's the if this, then that, and depending Mm -hmm. on where you sell and the amounts and what your shipping system and provider and label. It all just sounds so, like, if I was still selling, I would just not ever I'd be like Australia only. That's it. Done. Yeah, like it well, sounds so mm, complicated. I just tap yeah. out completely. Yeah, and it is frustrating. Um, okay, so let's let's just start with like Australia did this. I think two years ago, a mm. year ago, they brought in this thing where if people were even packages from outside Australia were charged GST because they're being shipped to Australia, and kind of when that happened, I was like. Oh, that's a bit difficult for sellers outside Australia, but it doesn't affect me. So I didn't really <laughs> I didn't really look into it too much when that happened. But then the UK did this, I think at the beginning of this year from memory. The UK sort of brought this whole thing in as well, where you were supposed to, as the seller in another country, collect the VAT before you sent the package and then somewhere along the line give the money. To the UK government? I don't know. Like what? I don't know because I'll tell you how I (laughs) I can get how I got around this shortly. I think that they have like an online portal where you can, um, you know, at the end of the tax year, submit that money. This just sounds crazy to me. It does sound crazy. Is it so? Like you have a number, like uh, in Australia, would be like tax file number or whatever, Mm. but for say the European Union, called something. I suppose that number as a name. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Yeah. So it says I O S S. Yes. That it. Yeah. So I guess you apply for that, and then based on that, you then as a seller has have to pay essentially that country as you said so yep. yeah you are a tax collector and so mm-hmm. i don't know how regularly you have to pay them as well like is it something you can do once a year when you do your tax or is it at the end of the financial tax year in that country i feel like that's what it is it's the end of the financial so you're better tax off just doing it every month so that if you have consistent sales so that it's kind of done yeah 
Because if you sell to different countries and they have different, I guess in the Europe, like in Europe, it's all the same. It's like January or something. Well, okay, so this is the thing. Let me just talk about what Etsy's doing because they're okay. So I'm going to focus on the EU one because it's the freshest one and it covers a lot more ground than just UK, right? So this is every EU member country that this is affecting. So basically, if you are a seller or a venue, the venue will have an IOSS number. So Etsy is a venue, right? So they have their own IOSS number. However, me, if I'm selling on my own website, I would have to have my own IOSS number Mm -hmm. and I would have to collect this stuff. So technically, because I have an Etsy shop and my own website, I would be dealing with two different IOSS numbers. Okay, so the IOSS number, you're supposed to electronically submit it to your delivery company somehow with that package. So that would mean having to lodge all of my parcels through the online portal, I'm assuming. I don't even know because I asked my post office people and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. So that was really helpful to me. Yeah. Um, And they're wonderful. Don't get me wrong. But this stuff is just so comes down the line and it only affects a small percentage of their customers, obviously. And they just, they haven't learned about it yet. And what, what are the like repercussions if you don't do this? Does anyone know? (laughs) Mika's already trying to get out of it. She's like, (laughs) can we just not do this? (laughs) From what we could see. And I'm not 100%. This is what I'm still – I just want to be completely clear that I'm not 100% sure on how all this stuff works Mm. either, partially because Nick does most of the postal shipping stuff. So we've kind of been looking at this together. From what he could see and work out, we could still keep doing it the old way, but they would then be charged the VAT at the other end. Oh, so when they receive their package, then they might be charged a fee and, like, no one wants that to happen. Yeah, but that's what's been – that's what has always been happening previously. Oh. But they're trying to – sort of – what is it like? When, it's like your customs fee yeah, and customs import fees fee. And stuff. Oh god. Yeah. That's so terrible. it's yeah, it's it's a bit of a nightmare. So the way to make this easier on yourself is to only sell through a venue like Etsy because they do they have they they collect the tax and remit it on your behalf, okay? Because they're a venue. So it's yeah, well, they do it as, as one like built in entity. And then it exactly. doesn't matter which country it is because it'll have it set up for the perfect exactly. amount that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be and blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, so they will do the collection of the money and the remittance of the money for you. However, you still have to do the whole IOSS number to your delivery company thing. Yeah, unless you post so the shipping from Etsy. Yes, if you buy the shipping label from Etsy, they do that for you as well. So you mm. could just do that but it might not be the cheapest option for you. Yeah. You know, you might have a business account with Australia Post or whatever country, country you're in. But, you know, this affects everyone who sells internationally to these countries. If you are not in these countries and you sell to them, this will affect you, okay? Of course, at this point, you can just choose to tap out. Like Michaela said, you could just go, this is too complicated. I'm simply not going to sell to the UK or the EU anymore. I'm just like, I couldn't even, like when I was selling, I could hardly even get to the bloody post office, like to... <laughs> to post the thing so i can just imagine like i would have a mental breakdown and i'd be like nope 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 yeah. just too hard too complex i don't understand what i'm supposed to be doing there's so many different countries like mm-hmm. wow hey there makers if you need to figure out what pain point your product solves you can check out our five wise technique download The five wise technique is a great way to go beyond the superficial reasons a customer makes a purchase and find out their deeper motivations. You can download this and a bunch of other cool stuff at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies. It's all one word, get freebies. Good luck.
And it feels like must it's news. Well, actually, the website, the Etsy website says that I love when they say something like it's a subtle sentence, but it kind of just says in between the line, like, this is hell at the moment. So just, you know, we'll get there, guys. That's pretty much what it says. <laughs> it says, since these everyone. regulations are new, many shipping carriers are still figuring out their I- or IOSS intake oh and delivery flows. So essentially just saying like, best of luck. Hopefully your shipping carriers know how to deal with this, but most, most of them won't right now. And no. that's why you've explained that they don't know. I think also like, you know, maybe it's something that big businesses was like huge, you know. Yeah, accounting. For, like Accounting areas. and like, you know, like shipment systems. People and, get paid to do this stuff. Yeah. And they have those big carriers that know how to manage that more efficiently. But like yeah. as yeah, a small like business owner. They have a whole department of people looking yeah. at the shipping yeah. area. Yeah. But like exactly. a branch of the post office in like a rural town, like they're like, what do you mean you're selling something to the Europe? That's crazy. <laughs> to the Europe. <laughs> to the Europe. <laughs> like one big country. So, you know, you could just tap out at this point and decide not to sell to any of these countries. But that's like a huge chunk of the Western mm. world <laughs> that mm. you are tapping out of selling to. I guess it might be like for people who are not yet selling internationally and they were thinking about doing it, maybe mm. this is going to be something that, Maybe you then weigh up those options and go, okay, maybe yeah. I don't want to actually do that. Mm. But, yeah, for those who are already selling and selling a lot yes. to international people like yourself, mm-hmm. Jess, then, yeah, like massive headache and how do you deal with it? Yeah. Yeah, and, of course, not only this but how many other countries are going to do this over in the future? Mm-hmm. How far is this going to go? Like is every country in the world eventually going to do this? In which case, how the hell is one person supposed to manage collecting tax and remitting tax i mean you know some people will probably just throw their hands up and go i'm just not going to do it i'm just going to keep selling there yeah and what can they do to me i'm in a different country like yeah i don't recommend that but i can see how people will just it's a valid question i know right (laughs) what are they going to do to you well like what is the Mm. what is the risk and what is the yeah repercussions of like will you be charged with tax fraud and then yeah, you have to exactly. owe thousands of no dollars idea. like not ideal so no. probably not worth the risk or is it like prevented from know. entering the europe <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> like it's just adding it it's adding a level of complexity to international selling that i think we weren't really expecting and yeah really i mean you, and you can see how this will create those in-between products as well that yeah. already kind of exist for like tracking inventory managing your shipping and they're kind of like this one platform you connect your website and all your you know amazon etsy all of that to it mm-hmm. and i feel like they will take a, a kind of a leading role in that as well and help you manage yeah. that but these things are complex when you just want the one website and they cost monthly as well so it's yeah, yeah it just it definitely put like the small business owner to the level of like the big you know mm-hmm. corporate that has a lot more means to help with that. So it, that feels definitely a little, it's just a little overkill, really. Mm-hmm. But then if you add up all the Etsy sellers in the world shipping to Europe, I can see from, you know, the point of view of the European Union that they're like, well, there's a lot of money that's to be made on that, that we haven't been collecting at all. Yeah, and I just, I mean, they were, well, that's the thing, they should have they been were, collecting it. Yeah, they should have just been just at the other it. end. So this, they're basically trying to make their own lives easier by making our lives harder. Mm. You know. See, that's the other thing, like, I don't understand about this. So on this same page on Etsy, this is like in the help articles on Etsy, they explain that if there's a package that's more than 150 euros, then the VAT, so like that tax fee, will be collected on import from the buyer by the postal carrier. So as in, if it's more than a certain amount, mm-hmm. it will be like back in the old days where people actually pay when they get the package. Yeah. So why split at 150? I think the reason is because there was so much mail fraud going on. Because people mm. sending cheap items, we're just marking them as gift 
yeah. and therefore the countries weren't getting they weren't getting the money. So I think this is their way of getting more money. Based, uh, that's my theory. Anyway, I think the whole thing is kind of fucked. It's like, <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know enough about the economy and taxes. But to me, it seems dodgy in that a country, a person in another country wants to buy something from you and their government then gets a slice of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I feel like there's a larger conversation here about globalization mm. because I feel like we're kind of going backwards in a lot of it's ways. It's like it's making it very difficult to yes. be a global community. It's yes. like, no, you can only buy stuff from your own country. Yeah. How dare you have a slap on the wrist and, a, and pay an extra five dollars, like or yeah, mm. whatever. Exactly. Mm. Well, it's because if the goods were produced and sold inside the country, they would get the tax for it, mm. and so they want the yeah they want the they tax on the, the money coming from external. From way, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess the easiest way around this, if you do keep want to keep selling to the UK and and the Euro uh, European Union, is to sell in a venue. Or I, I believe places like Shopify are bringing in like plugins. Oh, okay. That can deal with this. But again, even with that, don't forget, when you make the sale on your online shop, it has to automatically calculate the tax for the particular country within the European Union and take that money off Mm. your customer and give that money to you and then keep track of that. First of all, you need software that can do that. Otherwise, you're taking it out of whatever you've charged them. And then you still, even with somewhere like Shopify, your, as far as I know, I don't sell on Shopify, but I believe the money goes direct to you mm-hmm. rather than going through some sort of Shopify thing. So you still then have to pay the money somehow to these countries. And you have to keep all that money and, and then pay the out to multiple yep. different countries. Yep. To me, I see, it's like I see a bit like GST but for every country. So like, you it, know. It is. Well, GST, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the Value same thing. So tax. it's like, you know, you get paid an amount and then at the end of the quarter or however often, look at your GST. You think mm-hmm. it's money in your bank account, but effectively it's money that you have to pay for tax you need to keep a tab on how much that is and probably have a separate account or some sort of system where you do not touch that money because it's due i guess what i don't get as well is if you because i think there are definitely with shopify and woocommerce plugins that will calculate those tax rates for you and Mm. add it essentially to the net so that the people are being charged the right amount and then tell you in the table like this is what it um, tally at but like how often and how do you actually give the money to them is what I don't understand if you're not on Etsy. Like I don't understand the system. Like do you register for like a tax account in Yeah, I think you would have to. Yeah. That's what your ISS number is. Like your international something mm. something number. So you would get maybe when you lodge your earnings from X country and then they say, Okay, well you you now owe this much VAT, pay it. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Like how do you account for that money in your own tax records? Oh, this is a nightmare. (laughs) And even in Australia, talking about GST here in Australia, you don't have to register for GST till you make over $75,000 a year. They understand that tiny small businesses don't want to have to deal with this, right? So I'm sorry, I don't usually swear, but Mm. it is fucked. Like this is ridiculous. Like it is really difficult for people to deal with. Yeah, so people who are charging GST in Australia who are making, Mm. you know, lots of money, when you give a receipt – Mm-hmm. Like let's say at a market stall, yeah. Would you then would you put on it like this cost you fifteen dollars, which includes dollar fifty GST? Yeah, you either have to say inclusive of or exclusive of GST. So when you're yeah. selling to these other to the European Union and the UK, mm. depending on whatever percentage it was, whether it was ten percent or whatever, could you do the same thing like this instead of 
going, okay, this costs $30, but you have to also pay $3 extra. Just have mm-hmm. it inclusive so it costs $33. You probably could, but then mm-hmm. you have to keep track of how much it is for each order from each country and yeah. you still you have to remit that You tax. still have to do that anyway? Like, Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. It, it's, yeah, it, one way or another, it's the same information kind of displayed differently, I suppose. Yeah. Hmm. So you just need to keep track of all your orders that are coming from Europe and. Yeah, but different countries in Europe have different VAT. Oh, motherfucker. They're like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> as far as I know, like this covers 20 ish countries that all have different issues and tax yeah. laws and things. <gasps> so, so it's cool. like, in, it's like yep, in America. Tap out. Yeah. Tap out. <laughs> It's like in America where they all have different sales tax. Yeah, this is exactly it. This is pretty much what Europe is at the moment. And it's messy and like, and even just the whole, I think they just have so many rules. And I remember that back in France as well. There's just so many rules and things and pop-ups on your website and things and all the privacy policy. And it's crazy out there in Europe, Mm. out there in Europe. (laughs) It's a wild, wild west. I mean, it's like I have cookies pop up on my website because by mm. what is it, UK law or something, you have to have them. Like yeah. the GDPR thing, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and all that. Yeah. If this is just like what the hell, like if you want to sell to these places, use a venue. Just use a venue. Use Etsy or somewhere like that that collects the money for you That's and so remits unfair, the money for though. you. Like, it's just so not equitable. I know. It's like it's causing a monopoly of yeah of platforms. And then something else too, like I think because that made me think the seventy five k starting point in Australia. It's mm. Exist in Europe because from that Etsy page again, it says for sellers that are inside of Europe, there's a difference if you're, so I'm in France, for example, I'm selling to Portugal or whatever, below 10,000 euros or above 10,000 euros, things are very different. So they, mm. seem like they have this kind of like level. It's definitely not 75,000, 10,000 is no. much lower. Yeah. But that doesn't apply if you're outside of the European Union, like you just, mm. and that's so you just cope it, whatever the amount. Like yeah. even if you make two sales this year to like one in Portugal, one in, the, in I, don't, I don't know, Germany or something, then yeah. you have to do this thing. Um, another thing you do definitely have to do if you are selling to uh, the European Union is to get a tariff number. For every product you have, so you because you are a different be, number for every product, for every type of product. Oh, so man. you have to figure out the tariff number for that type of product and put it on the parcel because that will affect the VAT of that VAT. was paid for that item that should have been prepaid. So like whatever. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I'm not having fun with this right now. No, I'd love to know how many of our <laughs> listeners do sell internationally and yes. Like if any of you are dealing with this or just sticking your head in the sand completely and just like, la, la, la. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't exist. I mean, honestly, how would – if I didn't sell on Etsy, I wouldn't even know this was happening. Well, there you go. So it's like, Well, that's my question. Like how is that – how are they going to like enforce it? Like, yeah. They say like on the Etsy things, they say, you know, your packages may be returned to you. Uh Or your people may be charged. Is that what they say? But isn't it return if people don't pay the tax when they receive it anyway? That's always been the case. Yeah, I I feel like there might be the case where if you are just a sole person with your own website, you can just kind of keep doing the things the way you were always doing them and just let your customer pay for it at the other end. Mm-hmm. But if you're selling on Etsy, you don't have that option. You actually right. do have to not, like get the tariff number because so they're maybe doing it is it. better to be on your website. Yeah, yeah maybe. Like this so is maybe what, this is the thing. Of the platforms. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, ignore gosh. Etsy and and sell on your own platform, and then just well, I yeah. mean, what we've decided to do at this point, just because we're still kind of figuring all this out, because it's still yeah a bit yeah, it's only just come in for the EU as we record this, is we've just put like 
on the back end of our website, we've made sure nobody can order from any of those countries. So nobody can actually place an order if they're in the UK or any of the European Union countries. And we've put a, a note, like a pop-up me- a note message Whenever somebody lands on our website, it'll pop up and it says, you know, due to new customs laws, we can no longer sell to, you know, the UK and the EU via this website. However, we can sell to you via our Etsy shop. Here's the link. So we're kind of saying, sorry, but you can still buy from us. You just have to go buy from us over here. So that's our current, you know, duct tape fix. (laughs) (laughs) Whether we'll ever come up with a better fix, I don't know. But for now, until we've kind of really clarified all of this and it's all, you know, the dust has kind of settled and everybody's clear on what's going on, that's what we're doing at this point in time. I just looked up really quickly on Shopify, which, you know, they have their own like announcements Mm. to help their sellers. Obviously, they're not responsible to help them because you own, you know, yeah, your website if you're on Shopify. But because it's a platform, they do have like help material. And it sounds like a nightmare from within Europe as well, <laughs> because all those thresholds are different. So like you you have to apply and countries. do that in different countries. So if you sell more than 35,000 in France, then you have to apply when you sell to other countries in Europe. But in Germany, it's 100K. Go Germany. That's good, man. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah. Because you can't have an Let's account on that. Germany. Yeah, totally. It's <laughs> So it sounds like it's a, it's a crazy mess. I think good luck, everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've got to do your own your own due diligence here and your own research and just figure out what the best option is. Yeah, and filter everything through. Does this apply to me? Because there's all this intertwined yes. information that might actually mm. like you know you kind of get lost in the. Okay, no, actually that's not my situation. Uh, or charge yeah. everything above 150 on Etsy. <laughs> Just put your prices up. <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about it at all. Easy. Easy fixed. Easy. Plus you'll make heaps of money. Yeah. Woo. If only we uh, could do fully. that. Yeah. So we just wanted to kind of have a bit of a vent episode, give you guys a bit of a, you know, know that you're not alone in this. If you're struggling with this right now, everybody's struggling with this right now. It's a bit of a nightmare. Nobody's enjoying themselves. <laughs> this is, you know, one of those downsides of selling internationally living in a global marketplace things used to be so much easier oh my god (laughs) when i started out and yeah i think it's only just going to get more complicated honestly i think more countries are going to do this sort of thing god help us if america does this because most people listening but i know for me they're my biggest international market and it's like adding 50 countries because it's yeah exactly i mean etsy already does that for you again as well they already collect that stuff so yeah, it's not fun, but I have faith that we'll all figure it out eventually. Uh, and it's just one of those things. It's one of those prices of doing business. But yeah, if, if it's too much and it seems a bit too overwhelming at this stage and you're just starting out, then just be very selective about where you sell. Maybe just sell domestically to get started until you kind of get your head around things. Maybe just sell you know, to the US as your secondary international market or Canada or something like or New Zealand, you know, places. I'm talking from Australia here, obviously, places that are are easy to sell to at this mm. point. And don't stress if you can't sell to the whole world because, I mean, honestly, there's plenty of places where I've never made sales. I mean, I've made sales to a lot of countries, probably like 40 or 50 countries, but the majority come from the same small you know, amount of countries, one of which was the UK and is the UK, so that's why it's particularly irritating for me when yeah. this was first brought in. But we still sell on, on Etsy and it's, it's fine because they don't have this whole weird tariff IOSS thing. Like that's a whole other level of craziness that you didn't have to deal with on the uk side of things they just took the money and it was fine Hmm. as far as i know hopefully we didn't screw that up and haven't been doing the right thing for the last six months (laughs) (laughs) hey none actually i did have a package go missing but that was to ireland which is part of the eu so and that was before all of this oh my god 
I was going to launch into another conversation, but we won't. But I was going to say, what about digital items and all of that? Oh, and I'm Jesus. sure the rules are probably different as well. So, you know, we don't have the answer, but look into that too, because I'm sure that there would be some different set of rules if the item is digital and not an actual product. There would mm. be some madness there. I feel like it's not a problem if they're not digital because it doesn't go through the postal service. This is all about like the import customs postal system. Mm-mm. So I am claiming ignorance on this because I do sell digital <laughs> products to these countries, i.e. my membership. Mm. I don't think that's an issue. I think it's only for posted goods. Yeah, I don't have if to I'm wrong, do don't that tell me. with no. the membership either. <laughs> no, I know. I was scared of asking because I was like, have I been not paying tax in Europe for so long and it's so bad? But I no. don't think so. I think the buyers pay for it. So if you pay, if you on Etsy buy an item that's digital from an Etsy seller that's in Europe, I think you as the buyer pay the VAT there, but that, mm. that goes straight to Etsy. I don't think the buyer, the seller has to worry about it. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Do your research. <laughs> yeah. yeah. None of this is we definitive. Are we are not. Yeah. We are not lawyers. We are not accountants. Tax agents. Yeah. Um, we are just people trying to do the best we can Podcasters. to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. And try to help you do the right thing. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare situation. So you're not alone. It sucks. Hopefully we'll all figure it out. That's basically it. Yeah. This is a commiseration episode. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, Michaela had no idea about it. So she's like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm glad I'm not having to deal with it. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Okay, so let's leave it there. If you haven't already listened to our previous episode, which is also to do with international stuff, and that was all about like this was actually more so for people not in the English-speaking world. I don't know how many of you listen to this podcast, but it's something to be aware of as well. Like, well, I guess it is because even those of us in the English-speaking world deal with people who speak in different languages. So we talked a lot about this issue of, you know, when you and your customer don't speak the same language, how do you deal with that? What can you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. So go, that was our previous episode. Go have a listen to that if that's ever been something that's been an issue for you. And I think that's about it, really. Yeah. If you want more from us, we actually do Patreon exclusive. So it's a secret squirrel episode every month that only goes out to our supporters on Patreon. If you would like to help this podcast survive and thrive, we are made by the makers who listen to us. So we don't run ads. We rely completely on the support of you, our listeners. And you can support us by going over to patreon.com forward slash TBOM. For a small monthly fee, you will get access to behind the scenes videos of us being silly. You will get access to that extra episode per month. And there are other perks as well that are available for being one of our patrons and one of our supporters, one of our co-producers. We have a lot of co-producers and we we love you all. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting us. We couldn't do this without you. We couldn't afford the time or the money to pay our amazing uh, producer, Ivy. Ivy. (laughs) Thank you, Ivy, as well as always for doing a wonderful job putting this podcast together and keeping, basically herding the cats because that's pretty much what she does now is keep us all (laughs) organised. She's the producer, really. She's the head. We just go on chat and then she just does everything. She magically (laughs) makes everything happen. So thank you, Ivy. Thank you to all of our supporters. And uh, we'll be back again with another episode. I believe our next one is a patrons only episode. So patrons keep an eye out for that next week. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.